1: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe.
2: Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast Welcome to episode one hundred and thirty-three of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie, and I'm here with my co-host Mary. And it took me four tries to get that intro correct, so I'm sure you can see what kind of day I'm having. Hi, Mary. Is your day better than mine? <laughs> Seems to be.
1: <laughs> Maybe uh, by episode,
2: I don't know, five hundred, we'll no, like get it right. I can't make that too. commitment. Oh uh-uh. well, no, I I,
1: I can't I'm make being that promise. Hopeful. The, okay, this is a classic example of my optimism and your pessimism, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's
2: right. That is very I'm
1: like, true. we're going to get it eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nope. Like, we
1: are epic failures. <sighs> <sighs> it's okay. But it's okay. All it's okay. Right. No, my day is going much better. We had a small announcement for everyone. We had our first meetup. Post, I mean, I want to say post-COVID, but we're still in COVID, so... Our first meetup since COVID hit
2: <laughs> Post, <laughs> maybe since quarantine. I your first I quarantine meetup. We were not. Hmm.
1: How? What? What is this terminology? Well, I was going to say our first socially distanced meetup. There you go. Our okay. first socially distanced meetup Outdoors. since COVID. Yes, it was outside. Yes, interesting. All this vocabulary. <laughs> I
2: know it's crazy.
1: So, what you guys? How'd you do it? So I brought blankets and beach towels. You know. Like why not? I don't have that many blankets, I guess. Yeah, and I spread them all out and everyone picked their own blanket and brought coffee and whatever and we did wear masks and um yeah, we had a, we had a great time. We did some, you know, some catching up. I mean, it was it was really nice catching up. Some people some people had never met because they joined right before COVID and we did a little activity, so you know how I like activities. And it was great. It was really great. It was nice. It felt like a little bit of normal, a little teeny tiny bit of normal in a very weird time. And I picked today because today was the first day that kids could go back for in-person school in our town. I felt like it was an extra little celebration for anyone that was coming like after, after a drop off.
2: I was so sad. I couldn't make it.
1: Yeah. Next time. I wanted to
2: be there. Yes.
1: We're going to have more of them. As long as the weather holds out, we're going to have more. But You're it just was gonna need to buy a heat lamp, Mary.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. See Mary coming into the park yeah. with her well heat lamp, her blankets. It's gonna be so, 12 degrees outside. We're all shivering. So
1: I left out that I actually went with a stroller. I took we still have one stroller left that we keep by our front door. And even though we never use it, like well, I stroll the kids' stuff the backpack sometimes to school, but we never really use it. So I stacked up all the blankets. I brought hand sanitizer. I brought wipes. Because, you know, like, you have to also go with people's level of comfort. Like, I wanted to make sure that we were all, you know, practicing all of the right things. So I strolled the blankets and everything into the park. It's such a and the first public mem-
2: a thing to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we use strollers a lot around here. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. Um, and the first person that came, Rosie. Rosie was the first one that came. And... And she said, oh, I wasn't looking for someone. I hadn't been set up yet. She's like, I wasn't looking for someone with a stroller. Knows, <laughs> My girls don't need a stroller anymore. And there I was
2: with the stroller. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. People hold on to strollers around here for like years after they need them for groceries. Yeah, and... Grocer- yeah totally.
1: Right. Why Why should I get a grocery cart too? I may as well just continue to use, use the, stroller. the stroller.
2: It yeah. holds more. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. I I." I wish I would have made it. It's the meetups are important. Yeah. It's very cool. Yes. There was a collective cheer in our town when all the children went back to school. <laughs> I've never seen so many smile Like you, you know how when someone's wearing a mask, you kind of don't know if they're smiling. <laughs> right. You knew universally every single parent was weeping with joy. Yes. Like there was, you just knew it was, it was, it was a good day.
1: <laughs> yeah, And the, I mean, the weather was, I mean, it's chilly, but it's, it was nice too, like outside and in the sun, like I picked a sunny spot and we, it was kind of warm.
2: That's awesome. The meetups are so important. important. Speaking of activities, I got something in the mail the other day. Oh, did you get it? Yeah. And I was saving it. So Mary, when she runs events in her community um, that I'm a member of, Mary does these really cool activities. And then you forget about the cool activities. And then all of a sudden, a year later, you get a letter in the mail that you've written to yourself a year ago talking yeah. about what your future self thought they would be doing in a year. And it was so cool at first. So I saw Mary's handwriting and I saw like your return address. I'm like, Mary sent me something and I opened it. I'm like, why is this my handwriting? I had legit... <laughs> forgot. I'm like, "How did Mary do that? <laughs> I <laughs> forgot I had written it." And it was so cool. It was thank one of the much. coolest activities. So thank you for that and that very joyful memory. Oh, and I yay. Love being a part of that. So I look forward to more of those. That's that was the one very cool thing about um, membership is stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I we actually did that one again today.
2: Um, you did.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm going to get you to do it later. And and actually I even have people do that one virtually too. They like write an email to themselves, but they email it to me. And then, so a couple people had submitted that virtually last year too. And I printed it out and mailed it to them. But yeah, it's such a nice treat in the mail. I love it. It
2: was so good. I loved it. And the neat thing about the one that we did is you actually had us seal the envelopes. Oh yeah. So okay. like we, you know, so it was, I, I felt like people could feel totally, open to write whatever they wanted if could be yep. as private or personal as ever and it was so now did you predict in there that we would have a global pandemic <laughs> <laughs> I did actually because I'm a genius and now I'm starting a business of predictions yeah that part <laughs> no, was not promise. accurate <laughs> but lots of other stuff was yeah no yeah And I will say that my worries from a year ago are very similar to my worries right now. (laughs) So clearly I'm, you know, I'm consistent. If nothing, if if nothing, I'm consistent.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's great. No, we're going to, we'll do that one again. Um, I I have extras of like the hard copy, so you can do a hard copy one, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I love stuff like that because then people can, can see and just kind of reflect and yeah, who knows where you'll be a year from now, but I think it's really fun. And it's like, a different time of year doing it in September. Like in this case, it was September versus like just in your end of the year, like phase of stuff. I don't know.
2: Well, it's interesting because I'm Jewish. So my new year is now we (laughs) just had Rosh Hashanah. So I actually very much feel like the new year for me is often in September. It coincides with school and Rosh Hashanah and all of that. So the new year at the end of each year in December is not the same feeling for me as September.
1: Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Cause I was going with like school year and all that stuff, but true. Yeah. Yeah. And everything
2: too. Oh, that's even better. We were, I was I talking think. to a few people, I was talking to a few friends of mine who are also Jewish about how we feel like this is always like a fresh start, new year change of season. Cause you know, when you change from summer to fall, it is a significant feeling when you go from yes. fall to winter, it just feels like it's all running into itself. Yes. Um, and so there's something very significant about September for me. Yeah. That
1: makes sense. Oh, good. I'm
2: glad that I was able to contribute to your. (laughs) It was a really good way, I think, to wrap up this month in September for um, our theme of memberships and communities and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. And I actually am really proud and excited about our next, our final guest for this month. Um, She's a really good friend of mine and she has created an unbelievable membership community. Um, I want to introduce her, and I, I'm very excited for this interview because I think Jennifer's story is just going to inspire so many people. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Dr. Jennifer Hutton, a.k.a. Dr. J-Pop, is a pediatric physical therapist from Nashville, Tennessee. She became interested in physical therapy when her youngest cousin was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Jennifer spent time observing him in different therapies and subsequently determined she would work with children in a similar capacity. She graduated from Loma Linda University with her doctorate in physical therapy in 2008 and moved back to her hometown. She spent two years treating in an outpatient ortho setting before finally transitioning to her dream job with children. Jennifer enjoys treating the developmentally delayed population as well as children with neurological and orthopedic diagnosis, both congenital and acquired. When the world reminds children with special needs of their limitations, she believes they are all capable of the impossible and helps them see that their special gifts will help them be their best selves. Jennifer loves to showcase her pop stars, which, oh my gosh, is one of my favorite things, and share creative treatment ideas on Instagram. You cannot miss Jennifer's Instagram channel. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. In 2018, Jennifer became an instructor for RockTape, which to a passion for teaching others. She's currently working on her own educational content for pediatric movement specialists. As a black woman, Jennifer knows what it is like to identify as different, and it has helped her in her quest to be an ally for children with disabilities inside and outside of the clinic. Now she is educating others on how to be effective allies to BIPOC and other marginalized communities through her membership program, Building Allyship, of which I'm a member. Her mission for Building Allyship is to facilitate a space of connection, accountability, community learning, and to help others strengthen their voice and stance as allies in their own communities. And now on to the interview. I'm stupidly excited to be here today with my incredibly good friend, Jennifer Hutton, otherwise known as Dr. J-Pop. You guys have absolutely heard me rave and rave and rave about her Instagram channel, but she is so much more than that. And so I've invited her to join me today and I am, I'm crazy excited. So welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I am ridiculously excited to be here.
2: So Jennifer and I met over a year ago at the Convert Kit conference. And I always want to call it Create and Cultivate, but it's not. It's crafting commerce. I get I those I two. Heard. Yeah, I get those two confused. <laughs> so I just mentally made that mistake again. Um, and Jennifer and I were introduced by our mutual friend Shantae, also known as the Movement Maestro, who's been a guest on this show. And um, I'm not gonna speak for you, but there was an instant love connection for me. And so I basically followed her around for the rest of the conference. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. We followed each other. It was mutual. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, This is why I talk about this all the time, that I love conferences so much, because in what other world would you and I have crossed paths? Exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so I invited Jennifer on in particular, because Jennifer has cultivated this incredibly new amazing membership program and many of you know that September's month, our theme is all about memberships and courses and just cultivating community and Jennifer has cultivated an incredible community and her membership program is called Building Allyship and it is so incredibly important that I, I wanted everybody to learn about it. So please tell us about you and then tell us a little bit about your membership program.
0: I'm born and raised Nashville, Tennessee. Grew up in the country, I guess you could say. (laughs) And I'm the oldest of 14 grandchildren. The youngest was born three months premature, spent some time in the NICU, and when he came out, had to go to speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. And because I was really close to his mom, I was able to attend some of his sessions and ultimately decided. Uh, I love this. This is what I want to do. I want to impact children's life. My cousin was told, basically, you'll never walk. Told They told his mom to get a wheelchair. And the kid is like a junior in college right now, walking all over his campus. So, to help children defy what medicine says is c- they're capable of, that is what I wanted to do. So went to grad school, Loma Linda University in Southern California, moved back home to Nashville, and I spent a couple years working with adults and then just waited for my moment to, to get into peds, and I have not looked back... <laughs> since then. Um, I absolutely love what I do and the the population that I work with. In that time, I learned I don't just want to be a therapist in the clinic. I want to be an ally outside of the clinic for these kids too. So I've been able to be a part of organizations that organize triathlons for kids with special needs and build bikes for kids with special needs. And doing that taught me how to be an ally to a marginalized community. So on top of that, and speaking about some of the issues that people of color face in healthcare, when the world woke up in in uh, May of this year, I said, okay, this is when I can put all of that together and help those in healthcare and fitness and rehab really get started on their allyship journey because I just kept seeing people fumble like what do I do what are are the resources I should use and so I did a workshop back in June a lot of people showed up (laughs) it was a great response hearing the questions and the concerns that they had and the fact that some of them had nobody that was on the same path as they were like they wanted to be allies but maybe their community was majority white or their job was majority white and there weren't people that wanted to be allies with them so i felt like as a black woman in this country i have needed allies i've also needed safe spaces i've needed my community to heal to to you know decompress to get away from stress I just said, hey, what if I created that for them? I created Building Allyship. So it was meant to just be a community where allies could come together, connect with each other. They're all on the same path, on the same journey, learn together, make mistakes together, ask questions together. But since I do feel like people of color should be leading this movement, I wanted to it to be a controlled space. And while creating that community for them, I said, hey, let's do a platform where I can actually have people of color or those from marginalized communities speak, and we can pay for them to come speak, and these people can learn. And so it was like, this is perfect to serve both. You have their voices, you have their ears, and they're all in one controlled space. So we do things like we have monthly speakers, we have monthly focus groups, There's a reading list that's distributed every quarter. We do quarterly donations where members will actually research organizations that are either local or nationwide that they want to donate a percentage of the membership to. So, teaching people how to be allies, not just in their spaces, their professional spaces, but also as individuals. Because when you choose to be an ally, you choose to mobilize yourself and act in all facets of life. And so, that's what I'm hoping. This membership community will do.
2: Well, I'm a member, so I am ridiculously yeah. excited to be a part of it. When I when we first started talking about it, because I feel like we had talked a little bit about it before you actually launched it, um, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you said you were doing it. I had multiple thoughts. The first one was like, "This is brilliant. I am so thoroughly impressed, and this is unbelievable." My second thought was, wow, when I met you a year ago, I don't know that we ever would have thought that this would have been your journey. Um, And I love, and I want to talk more about this, how you grabbed that opportunity, how Mm -hmm. you saw that need and how you took it, despite the fact that, you know, a year ago when we were talking about what you wanted to do and where you saw yourself, I mean, you were still working full time at a nine to five job. And
0: a part time job teaching. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like it was just a different, you were in a different space. And my third thought was, like, I really hope she doesn't stop posting about her pop stars on her Instagram channel. <laughs> ever, ever,
0: ever, happen. Like,
2: ever. <laughs> so for those of you who have not checked out the Instagram channel, I cannot recommend it enough. We will drop the link. The way that Jennifer talks about the kids that she works with if she calls them pop stars. And if there is ever a way for you to just like your heart to explode at the joy, both on your face when you're working with them and on their face, when they meet these milestones, when they do like what you're talking about with um, your cousin, correct? Yes. Yes. With your cousin, that things they never thought they'd be able to do. And that happens like that joy is just, I mean, literally my heart explodes every single time. So they're pretty. amazing. Oh, my God. They're so they're the <laughs> coolest. And I will say I do have my favorites. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody does. It's awesome. It makes me feel good. Um, and I, I love the work that you're doing. I want to talk about, though, how you come out. So you you were working full time. You were also part time. And then you made the decision to leave. And this was before you were going to do this membership. So how first how did you even make the decision that it was time for you to go out on your own?
0: Um, it's actually funny. The part-time job that I took teaching really opened my eyes to the possibilities beyond the nine to five. I think for a lot of those traditional professions, you're given a trajectory, you're expected to follow this path, and then that's it. And I got to that point. I was at my dream job. I had it all. And I got to, I just got restless. And I said, okay, what could be next? And so I looked at administration and leadership and said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't want anybody else telling me what to do. And teaching really said, showed me, okay, you you can do things on your own. It's not going to look like what you expected. As a matter of fact, you really don't know what to expect. But I felt that discomfort of staying in a place too long and living in a dream that expired. And I said, all right, let's just, do this so it took me about a year to get comfortable with the idea because it was unknown there I literally had no goal that I was going for I just knew where I was that wasn't it anymore and so I took a year I did therapy I still worked the second job and signs just kept coming and so a month before corona uh, made its entrance I left my job (laughs) I remember that And it was, it was funny because with the intention of, of just being a, an an independent clinician, like I didn't want to open a a clinic yet because I didn't know if that's what I wanted. I had planned to spend 2020 figuring out what my no's were before I said yes. And and then everything happened. And it's funny because it's like, it happened, but it, It happened and fell into place. It wasn't just like an explosion that blew my life up. It was like all of the pieces that I had been working on, everything that I'd been doing, the the work I'd really been putting in was coming together and to form a picture. I had always wanted social justice to be a part of my business, but it was for my kids. I didn't think about me. I thought about the kids that I was treating. And so this was like, Well, this is social justice. This is what you've been preaching about. You're you got to figure out how it fits. And it it did. <laughs> and it does. And I, I'm excited now that I'm able to put that in there now and then grow
2: my business from there. I love that. So one of the things that I really want to capture on, because you and I have had these conversations, is the goal. We've talked about this a hundred times. I don't set goals. And I think you and I had this conversation one time. I find, and there are many people who are very comfortable with goals. And so if that fits you, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. You're one of those people who are listening and thinking to yourself, I just don't even know what my goal should be. You got to follow the signs. And that is exactly what you did. Like you, to me, embodied that because you saw something, you felt something, you knew you had that restless feeling, which I know all too well. (laughs) And you just sort of that moment, you just followed it. You didn't ignore it when it came to you. I imagine, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So you have to tell me, like, how did it feel? Was it scary to say to yourself, I'm going to build a membership community? Like, was it that, was it terrifying? Was it exciting? Was it, how did you feel? I
0: was terrified. I mean, talk about going from a space where every move was dictated. And so you really didn't have to be aware of how you were feeling you just knew you had to do these things in order to to get through the day to trusting yourself to build this thing and and keep it going and get people interested I was scared I, I, I ran away from it for about a month like I got the idea and I was like uh I don't know about this <laughs> let me just sit on it but th- that same restless feeling like I would think about it and it would be just like a, a and it com- I don't know. I feel compelled like no, this needed or people would say things and questions would come in and I'm like, "Oh, that membership would be so helpful right now." I it was funny because I did it. I announced it before I started building it because I was like if I say it <laughs> if I say this out loud, if they expect it, then I I will have to build it. Like, it's just, it's going to have to happen. And it was funny because one of the other fears was before this, I was working towards building a major assessment course for pediatric therapists. I was literally halfway deep into my full outline and ready to just go. And this happened. And so I had to make the decision of you promised this. But what's really needed right now? Like I really had to listen to to what was around, going on around me. I know the peace course would do well, but what's really needed? And I think what I chose to do was the right path for those that are around me. And my my joy is to serve. Like I want to serve people. I'm here. I feel like I'm here to serve people. So the membership just made sense.
2: It, it is a resource that is beyond needed and I think I said that to you when you first told me about the idea as a white woman who wants to be an ally there are so many times and I've said this to you and we've had these conversations like I don't know where to start like I don't know mm-hmm. what to do and I don't want to make the wrong move and I don't want to say the wrong thing and like my intentions are good but that's not good enough intentions just aren't good enough and so I want to support someone who is creating someone at creating something like this and I love the fact that you have the expert speakers coming in and it's people who have lived and experienced it and can tell me like, this is what I need. I don't know what you need until right. I, cause I don't walk a mile in your shoes and I want to know because I want to do all of those things. Like I want to be the best. And so, and I am going to make mistakes and I've made a hundred of them already. And I will make a hundred more <laughs> and I will fall on my sword and I will be like, I suck. And like, let's pick up and do it again. Um, right. And so I was, so unbelievably thrilled that you created this resource for people and that you're going to be bringing in so many other experts and the reading uh, lists. Oh my gosh, I'm
0: just. I'm so excited about the guest speakers because I recognize I don't know everything. And there are people who've been doing this work forever in their own spaces who have probably been speaking out and not been received until this year. And so to create that platform for them it just makes me so
2: happy. <laughs> Have you? Who are some of the experts you're bringing in? Whew. So we're <laughs> actually,
0: gonna, we're starting off with someone who's in health and wellness, Katrina Pilkington, certified personal trainer, wellness coach, but she's really going to be helping us dive into implicit bias. And so that was how I organized the speakers was important to me too, because I wanted it to feel like a journey. And I was speaking on, you really need to check inward. You need to figure out what's going on in your head before you actually start mobilizing yourself because then you might be a a performative ally. You might actually feel like you're a white savior if it's not from the right place with the right intentions. So she's going to be talking about implicit bias. She's going to do two sessions. We've got a marriage and family therapist coming to facilitate us going through one of the books, um, The Person You Mean to Be. We've got someone who super excited about this. She is now Associate Dean of Graduate Studies at Fisk University, a historically Black college um, and university here in Nashville. But she's worked at the Smithsonian African American Museum in Washington. Um, She's got her degree in the African diaspora and public history. So really going to be diving into some more history. We've got people who actually do diversity and equity inclusion in business, um, that are going to be coming in. I mean, the list literally we have the whole year planned out. I was (laughs) going to ask you coming in. We've got, I mean, I wanted to touch on a lot of different professions as well, because it was intended for health and wellness, but Truly, anyone who wants to be an ally is going to be able to to benefit from it.
2: Yeah, when you said that, I was like, I, I don't care who you intended for. I'm joining. <laughs> Although I will say, I have a numb. I have a yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter what you're saying. I'm I'm, I'm there. Take my money. But um, I have a number of clients who are in the. I mean, I have a very large part of my practice is mm-hmm. the health and wellness industry. And if I can't, if I don't have that knowledge, like I'm not doing my clients a service. So I need to have that. And I can be someone as a person who often people listen to who can actually speak up. And my clients, when they say something or do something, and I can say to them like, nope, <laughs> that's yeah. not right. That's impactful. And so if I have the correct information and tools to do that I can do it in a good way a productive way then I just I can't I can't I cannot wait to continue that journey um that I'm going through so you planned the whole year out I'd love to hear a little bit more about you know because when people sometimes create memberships or courses they're like I'm just gonna start it and then I'll drop them every month and and so I like that that's the one thing
0: knowing myself um while I'm okay with this going with the flow to a point, there's a, a, there's a part of structure that I need. <laughs> and I need it for my own comfort. Like I know that I'm here for the allies at this point. So I want to make sure that I'm I'm as organized as possible and it's and well-rounded in, in what you're getting. So I literally just started with the topics I wanted to cover first, how I wanted to, to roll that out. And then I plugged in the people that I would want and just like started to just say, okay, this is who could talk about this. This is who could talk about this. This is the order that they should go in. And there were somewhere, it was funny, I didn't have speakers. There would be a topic that I was like, we need it. I don't have a speaker. Figure it out as we go on that one because I can't structure it. But guess what? I would meet people in the process of building and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you were perfect for this. Like, I would have never. And it was the connections I had been making in this whole time period that was allowing me to meet the right people to to fill in some of those slots. I had so many books. Like, my floor right now is covered. (laughs) And it was funny because I kept telling people please don't overwhelm yourself. Like if you don't read three books from your favorite author in a month, please don't put three books on your list about this. Um, So I had to like space those out and decide what um, resources I wanted to give. So, I did as much planning as I could for my own comfort. And then the rest of it, I'm I'm, I'm leaving to the alignment of the universe. <laughs>
2: right. And it works. It really does. Yep. But uh, you, the power of community is, is so critical. Like it is. I can't, I'm not sure I can talk enough about how critical community is. In every single connection that we make, it leads to something. Sometimes it's something amazing. Sometimes it's in that minute. Sometimes it turns into something two years later. You just never know. And that's why when people are like, how do you go to all those conferences? How do you talk to all those people? I'm like, it's so fun. I'm just learning things about people who were grew up in a completely different place and way that I did, who have a completely different experience than me. And even if I just get something from that one interaction, uh, like yes. it's just like I was waiting in line somewhere and they made it go a little bit faster or I meet a lifelong friend like I did with you at a conference. Like yes. it just it's. You never
0: know. I think it's also important to take yourself out of your element. Yes. Um, remember last year I went to FinCon. Yes. With my and my brother's a financial advisor. I ain't got nothing to do with money. He manages my money. <laughs> <laughs> but going to that conference and hearing things and, and talking to people who didn't do what I did. It was funny how hearing their experiences and what they do, I was able to apply it and see where it could fit in my life. But also I was learning. I was soaking in. I was the I was a little fish in a really, really big bowl. And I think that helps you.
2: I don't know. It helps you round out your experiences and what you share with others. I cannot agree with you more, which is why I am so excited about meeting the people who are in the membership, seeing the experts absorbing all the information. It is awesome. Now I know the membership is closed and you blew that launch out of the water. So we did, we had a separate call a couple weeks ago, Jennifer and I like to catch up and we try to have like a monthly or every two month call where we just like check in and see how everyone's doing. And I, I look forward to it and it is closed. However, if you are interested now, uh, I know Jennifer has said she would reopen it for some select people. So let everyone know how they get in touch if they are interested now. Yes.
0: So if you are interested in joining, then I want you to email info at com okay and you can just mention this podcast episode and then we can take it from there
2: awesome and if you're not ready just yet she will you will be relaunching and we will have other launches so without a doubt no matter what you do you've got to follow Jennifer on Instagram cuz it will just make your entire day And <laughs> <every time laughs> she posts <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to drop all the links. Is there a website people can go to to check out more information as well? And maybe you can also give your Instagram handle just because I have been talking about it nonstop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, my IG handle is dr.jpop. Um, my Twitter is drjpop, no period. My Facebook is drjpop, no period. My website is www.drjpop.com. Perfect.
2: Thank you again for agreeing to come on. Thank you for having me. Wow.
1: She is so inspiring.
2: I know. I was very excited when she agreed to be Uh, a guest and to tell her story and and to talk about her membership community. And even though the doors are closed, as she mentioned, she's willing to open them for our listeners. So if anybody is interested, I highly recommend you check out her website and all of her social channels and send her a message. If you would like to be a member, we would love to just chat a little bit more about some of the things that Jennifer's talking about. So we're going to start a discussion in our Facebook group. If you are not already a member, uh, you can find us at Fearless Business Podcast HQ on Facebook. You can also find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere that you listen to podcasts.
1: As always, we love reviews, they are greatly appreciated. So leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks and have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com.
2: And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time.